We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. I like to call Thursdays Friday Eve. You are hearing this podcast on a Friday morning. It's Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, what's up? Um, I'm, I feel weird uh, because I got here before you. And now I'm, this is completely off. The, the, nobody sees us because this is a video podcast, but I'm on the left. Oh, <laughs> you all are not on the I'm usually on the right. Because <laughs> oh <my laughs> I'm... <laughs> I'm usually the late one. <laughs> but I, I got you on time. I legit thought you were gonna make this like uh, football related, and, and like I just feel weird. I'm like, oh, I know this week has definitely been weird, and I was gonna make that comparison, but no. Yeah, you were no. early. You were early to the pod. It's it's just that I'm early, and that put me on the left side. So I, you know, I I keep looking at myself uh, just instinctively <laughs> because I know I'm supposed to be looking. <laughs> over that side. All right, uh, dumb things out of the way. I'm pretty excited for the game. Uh, I, I think there was more nerves for me with the Ravens game because I thought it would be embarrassing if they lost <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> but um, yeah. and the, I, I'm not trying to bring loser energy and we'll see who I pick. But I mean, I think Bengals-Bills going to be a good game and there's nothing wrong with losing to the Bills if it happens. You know, I've got my excuses ready. Oh, 100% me too. <laughs> I will tell you this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I cannot be this person. As soon as that game's in, game ends, uh, if the Bengals do lose, I'm not going to be like, oh, I hope the Bills win the whole thing. I'm not going to have that energy right after that game. So it's going to take a minute before I feel a certain. Yeah, I, I remember slandering Cooper Cup live on Twitter and Eli Apple liking it after the Bengals lost the Super Bowl. So I'll probably end up doing something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I, somebody I'm... could just take my phone from me if they lose. <laughs> Could, I could probably do that, um, honestly. But yeah, no, and yeah, we're bringing really negative um, energy right now. But when they win, I'll be very nice to the Bills. Yeah, one hundred percent. I wish them the best in their off season. Uh, but, but we'll go ahead and get to this right now. You know, the biggest topic this week, and I, I bring it up, and I hate that we're bringing it up because of the season that they were able to have, for the most part, with the offensive line. It's looking like it's going to be Jackson Carmen at left tackle. I know Zach could be throwing us off this week. It is Thursday. They'll have one more walkthrough on Friday. They'll head to Buffalo on Saturday. How are we feeling about Jackson Carmen at left tackle for a full start? So, like, I don't want to be too negative. I, I, I'm i worried, but I'm also fairly confident that the Bengals will have a good game plan for this game, both to protect him and Burrow, just because I, I, I don't see a Jonah Williams-level tackle. And now that you're down three guys, I think you have to game plan around this offensive line a bit, which is what they did in the second half. Although that was kind of like a, oh no, type situation. We have to figure something out. And they knew they were playing a team that wasn't going to score that much. Now you're playing a team that's going to score, theoretically, <laughs> quite a bit. At least they could. Um, so what is the game plan for both protecting Burrow and protecting Jackson Carmen from going one-on-one -on, -one on deep drops too often versus being able to push the ball down the field and everything. But I, I have full faith in the coaching staff. I think this is a better coaching staff than last year. Like last year, the offense was pretty turtled up 
And I think that's partially because the play calling and design also was a little bit like they didn't, they didn't trust the offensive line at all and they didn't work around it really. Uh, so I trust them to work around it in this game. Um, and hopefully Carmen plays well. How good does Carmen have to play to be in the conversation for any starting job next year? I mean, if he wins, if he wins the playoff games, Bengals fans are going to be. You could win without him. Like, like if he plays poorly, you could still win. That's what they did all last year. But I will say, if he plays well and they win, okay. I think he, he has. Oh man, I think he has to be like lights out. Like I think he has to be like very good to to get a starting to get a starting job possibility because I don't think he's going to take left tackle. No. As much as people think Jonah Williams, as I have seen all over my mentions, is terrible, mm-hmm. uh, the worst tackle in the league. All these other things, he's not. <laughs> he's inconsistent, but he's he's like about an average left tackle, guys. Uh, he gets charged for sacks that aren't his fault, but they have to charge somebody. Uh, the great example for that is just week 18 when Hakeem Adanji gets beat at right tackle. Joe Burrow flushes out to his right. Jonah Williams won his matchup, ran his guy around the back of the back of the end zone. It wasn't even the pocket. Like he ran him out into the color, <laughs> into the, the painted grass. But then Burrow scrambling to his right. The guy gets a strip sack. That's charged to Jonah. And that also happened this week. I can't remember who got beat, uh, but somebody got, uh, oh, it was Mixon. Mixon gets beaten pass protection, but he doesn't give up the sack. Burrow kind of tries to run forward, and Jonah's guy is able to come off and make that stop. But that's not on him. Um, so there's there's plenty of times that this type of thing happens. I need people to stop using sacks aloud as their only offensive line scouting. Um, watch, listen to people like our, uh, our hopeful, uh, our old guest and hopefully future guest, Duke, who yeah. uh, Duke Mannyweather says basically he's not going to say Jonah's terrible. <laughs> I don't think he would say Jonah's the worst member of the offensive line. Um, and you can still be critical. Like that. that's the thing is that you, I don't know. I, I'm still critical of him. I still think this was a disappointing year. He was supposed to take a step forward and he regressed more than I thought that he really could, to be honest, but he's still around an average left tackle. Cause I thought he was good last year, like above average to good last year. And now he's average to below average. I think. I, I saw this actually on Twitter and I had just retweeted it before we started the show. Look, Jonah hasn't lived up to the best left tackle. Um, you know, that we've seen at this position, obviously Andrew Whitworth, former Cincinnati Bengal. Uh, it's really hard to, uh, to step in the shoes of what this offensive line has seen in the past when it comes to the left tackle position, but you know, 95% of the Bengals fans think he's worse than, than what he really is. And I almost yes. think, and let me get your opinion on this. Do you think this week, cause I'm seeing it more over the last couple of days, like Jonah's bad, Jonah's bad. And it's been that way all season, uh, at least on social media. Do you think this week fans are kind of coping with a little bit like, well, he's been bad all season. So like how big oh, yeah. of a mess is Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's the big cope. That's, that's the biggest cope there is, is, is that Jonah actually sucks. So Carmen can't be worse. It's like, yes, he can. Yes, he can. And even if he's not given up multiple sacks, which I'll let you guys know, Carmen from that game, uh, this past week is on pace for more sacks in a year than Jonah gave up because one sack a game would be more than Jonah gave up. Like that's, <laughs> that's what we're talking about here. It, it, you know, he'd be at 17 sacks, which would lead the league or whatever. If you only care about sacks giving up, Carmen's doing worse than Jonah. But um, yeah, that, it, they think he's, 
bad because of the one statistic. He doesn't get too many penalties. Um, and he's been a solid he's been a better run blocker than I thought this season and just worse in pass protection, but I still think he's okay in pass protection. And he's clearly the offensive tackle. They trust in pass protection. When you watch, they give the help to the other side. And that was true with the too. When they were both healthy in that game, Burrow be taking five step drops. You got to protect for three seconds on these five step drops because your, your first read is coming as your back foot hits and you have to take five, steps so when his back foot hits it's been about two and a half three seconds and jonah's on an island with their best pass rusher away and he's doing a good job he's clamping up and I, that's something i don't know that you can do with jackson carmen um maybe you could take a calculated shot if i'm guessing anytime they take a five-step drop there's gonna be a chip on both sides just an early tight end running back empty type chip but i don't know that i I think he deserves more respect than he's been getting, but it seems that Bengals fans don't care to hear that right now. I think he was at least the third best offensive lineman this year for the team. And you could make a pretty strong case for second best, although I know everybody really loves Ted Karras. And I like, I love Ted too, but at least maybe you can make a stronger case for second most important because the center position in pass protection isn't as important as the left tackle. I feel so wrong about saying anything when it comes to Carmen playing this year, because I had said plenty of times on this podcast, oh, myself out. there's no way that I thought he would be playing a snap. Even if there was injuries on the offensive line, I, I thought, you know, it's not going to be, it, they won't play him. They've had healthy scratches all year. Why would they put Jackson Carmen out there? And, and you talked about, you know, could he be the future at, at the tackle position? And, I, I, I couldn't talk I myself out so. of it now. A, yeah, I'm talking myself out of it. I, I don't think, think so. Even I, it would be at right tackle. Like, that's what I'm thinking is like, what does he have to do to challenge Lyle Collins? Because Collins was very disappointing this season for what he's supposed to be. But also I have, maybe it's just hope, but I do think that with a full off season to rest the back and uh, hopefully, well, the knee is now the issue. All right. Like he's probably going to start slow because of the knee. I honestly think they draft somebody or they look that direction, but Adenogy, Carmen, they could play themselves into the competition, I think, but we'll see. I, I don't know. And Carmen probably better on the left side than the right side. I, I don't guess. know how much that matters. If you would, if you had told me Carmen had a chance at this five weeks ago, like I would have predicted with 100%, he has a better chance of getting cut than he does of playing into a competition like that. I guess if we go into the offseason and there's a possibility that we're talking that Jackson Carmen has a shot at the tackle role, then maybe these next couple games work out for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, yeah. Because if this season ends on, on Sunday, I don't think that covers I, I don't think so either. Yeah. Okay. If it ends on Sunday, no. Um, but We'll see. I, I think it's interesting. He's got, he's, he has a chance. Like that's, that's the thing is that I, I think he has talent. I've always thought he was talented. I've always thought there was a ton of potential. It just, he's, it's never come together. He, and this is something I talked about in my scouting report on him. The first year I ever did the scouting is he has going into the NFL, one of the strongest punches, I think like just across the league, it's upper echelon stuff when he connects but he plays with such wide hands that he's always grazing the pad or he's getting a holding call or giving up his chest or whatever. But when he gets it inside and you see this on one play 
where he's on the front side of a wide zone concept. He hits the guy with his inside hand and that guy moves and the Ravens have good run defenders. These, these guys are built to stop the run similar to like what the Bengals like to do. So he hits that guy and he moves over like that. When it connects, it's awesome. It's just, he's never been able to consistently connect with it. It reminds me of man. That, I mean, I mean like, if anybody remembers uh, Brandon Brooks, who he had just ginormous, powerful hands, but he could always connect. And that's why he was an all pro hall of fame level talent. Like that's, that's the level of punch. I don't think he has the hall of fame level talent. Let's, let's get out of there. I don't even think he has all pro talent. Like I, at his peak, you know, maybe there's something there like the 1% outcome, but like, he has that power that like a Brandon Brooks had where he can hit a guy and they go over like a full gap and a half just with one punch. And so it's there. Like the talent is there. He's, he's a little lighter on his feet than he looks. And I wrote that way back when I just didn't think he did a good technical kick slide, but I was like, well, it's a little lighter than you would think though with his weight. And, but yeah, he plays high. He has wide hands. Uh, he likes the two hand punch. There's a few negatives there, but if he can work around it and he can show something in this game, like that's what we're all hoping for. Like me included, I'm not the biggest Carmen guy, uh, especially because of off the field stuff, but uh, you know, he has a chance. Like that's, that's, what's cool about it. You know, he also has a chance to get replaced at halftime, but uh, you know, we're, we're hoping for the best. We're hoping for the best here. Do you, think they, think, do you think they activate Isaiah Prince for this game? It's so funny you just said that because I was just about to say. You're about to ask me because I mentioned minutes, he could get. We spent, we spent 13 <laughs> minutes on Jackson Carmen just for Zach Taylor to say Isaiah Prince is going to start at tackle on Sunday because that's what happened. Only possible. I still, we all remember when they, they tried to confuse us in the Bills game with the Isaiah Prince call at right tackle. I, I trust Zay was Burrow's quote. And then Adenogy is the one out there. So I want to know. know if there's more to that though, because they were either Joe Burrow is a good actor and Zach Taylor is a good actor, or that was the game plan and things changed at practice that week. <laughs> I I don't know what is the amount, what is what do you gain from the subterfuge of trying to uh like do the Bills care? Do the Bills care if it was Prince or Adenogy out there? They don't really have much tape on either guy. It's not like they're going like, we got to do some advanced scouting on these two players. These are the two possible right tackles. <laughs> I was just like... Oh, you're right. Nick, our producer, said, did you see that Kroger commercial? Burl is not a good actor. You know what? That's true. He can smell a pineapple. And that's about um, all Joe Burl can do when it comes to the acting. It's He's easier, though. It's, I, I don't... I think Burrow likes messing with people and the media though. So like, I don't, I don't think this would be so much acting as it would just be like sending them on a goose chase just because he thinks it's funny. Um, all he has to just say is the wrong name. So I don't know. I could see it being that I could also see the Bengals just galaxy brain. Like, yeah, it's going to be Isaiah. I don't know if I was going to guess, I think they did plan on Prince going out there, but then practice uh, a Denogy one. Uh, that's why Joe Burrow wore the Brandon Allen jersey to his press conference. On <laughs> it all it all makes sense now. He's throwing us all off before these Bills games. Um, and, and we're right back at it. But next we'll get to the mailbag questions and then prediction time for the divisional round Bengals versus Bills 3 p.m. on Sunday.